Welcome back, everybody, to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. I'm Dutt, and this is Colby. We're here to talk about our two favorite things, sports and bourbon. Before we get started, just wanted to, we got a little bit of feedback from uh, episode one last week. We did a show on goats, and uh, one of our listeners, who's a local firefighter here, uh, name's Peyton, big volunteer fan. He's actually named after Peyton Manning. Uh, felt like uh, we, we threw a little shade there his way, and uh, that we should have included, you know, at least him in the, the honorable mention uh, segment of the show. Yeah, we could have like a we could have a goat Rushmore of quarterbacks, and I. Yeah, he definitely would yeah, be on my my for sure. Yeah, Mount Rushmore for for NFL quarterbacks, but uh, yeah, Omaha Manning would definitely be on my my goat Rushmore of quarterbacks. But we do appreciate the feedback. Sure, uh, you know we we welcome it, and also like I mentioned, Peyton is a firefighter here, and we'd just like to raise our our glasses to all of our. First responders and military. Military, for yes. sure. Yeah, All we, our veterans, we appreciate your service. Yeah, we thank you for everything you're doing, especially yeah. in, in today's world, which is so crazy. But cheers to you. Cheers. Yeah, it's you talking about crazy. Let's let's just get into our segment coming in hot. You know, uh I really like to talk about Brittany Griner. I think that's a I think that's a hot topic. It, it's all over the media right now. Um, you know, they're uh Trying to make a trade. The U.S. is offering up uh, arms dealer. Yeah, one thing I think we we agreed that we wouldn't do is get too political right. in this podcast. So this this conversation certainly borders on political, especially when the government gets involved in, in making a trade. And, I mean, she, she pled guilty. Yeah, I realize there's some legalities there to mitigate sentencing or what have you, but... Bottom line is, is man, this. She went into another country. She didn't follow the rules. You know, when you leave the United States, you you might be an American citizen, but you're on foreign soil. You have to you have to follow foreign rules. You do, and and, but I do think she's being made a martyr, and they're blowing it up more than, than what it really is. Uh, you know, and them wanting to trade an NBA player, a WNBA player with a vial of THC for an arms dealer and a, mur- a convicted murderer, that's just well, insanity I mean, to me. But I feel like that says a lot about where we're at in, in terms of the two different countries. You know, we're trying to trade back for a, 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 a basketball star and they're trying to get a convicted murderer and, a, and an arms yeah, dealer. That, I mean, that's... Tells you what kind of times we're living in in these days. Let's move on to another topic that's been all over the media this week is the uh, Kyler Murray contract. And the Cardinals put a four-hour independent study clause in that contract. They're paying this man $230 million. Point five. I I don't remember how many years that's over. Seven, maybe? I think it's five. Five years? Yeah. Uh, And yet... You have to put a clause in there that that. But they retracted it. Yeah, because they got so much Bad, backlash yeah. from the media and from other players. And my issue is, is who who put the clause in? Well, not where only, did that come from? It not, didn't come from the owners. Not only who put it in, but then who leaked it? Yeah, yeah, who, who leaked it? 
because it's not a good look for the Cardinals or for Kyler Murray. And Kyler's going to probably have to answer for that all season long. Every every time he steps in front of the camera, it's going to come up. At well, least. I mean, he thinks he's answered for it because he said, you know, his success on the field should speak for, you know, how much study. And I'm sure he's done plenty of study. Right. But – but they, you know, obviously in their eyes, it's, it wasn't quite enough. In their eyes, it wasn't enough. And right. I think his statistics somewhat prove out for that because, I mean, you know, the listeners, they don't know, but I am, I think Kyler Murray is incredibly overrated. I mean, I just, I just don't buy him as a, as a top five quarterback and he's getting top five money. Yeah. Yeah, he's and def- so, definitely getting paid like one of the top five guys. He is not. He's not even. He had, his statistics don't even prove out to be top ten. Right. So no, I'm with you on that one. Uh, speaking of contracts, uh, it also came out this week about Zion Williamson's uh, contract, where he he has to stay his his combined uh, body fat percent and body weight has to be 295 pounds or below. Uh, and there again, you're you got a young man that you're paying millions and millions of dollars for, and you have to put a clause in. You know, you're trusting them to be the face of your franchise, both Kyler and Zion. You're making them the highest paid player in your organization and among the highest paid players in both leagues. Yet you have to kind of babysit, for lack of a better term, I think, I their think, behavior. I think a lot of the athletes, the professional athletes, seem to forget that they are employees. They're employees of these teams. But back on to Zion, I mean, this this dude, he's the opposite. I think the opposite of Zion that I do, Kyler. I mean, he's clearly, he's clearly not overrated. I, I was looking at his statistics. But if you adjusted his statistics for the minutes that he's played – He's statistically better than Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Oh, he's a freak. When he's on the court. Yeah, when he's, he's on the court. He, he's a freak of an athlete. I mean, to yeah. be as big. But that, I think that's the concern of the Pelicans because he does carry that extra weight just because, I mean, he's not fat. He's just a large he's, individual. He's been a large boy and, his uh, whole you career. Know, all that jumping and, I mean, his, his vertical, I mean – is incredible. Well, he was 284 pounds at Duke. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he's ever been a tiny guy, but I believe the last thing I saw, he was 330. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was, he was injured, so he sure, wasn't, sure, wasn't sure. working out as much as – so I, I think, you know, if he's healthy and and is staying uh, in practice and all that stuff, I don't think it's going to be an issue no, for I mean, him to maintain that, that I, size. Me personally, I, I – I think your Zion's worth the money, and I I agree with the Pelicans. I mean, yeah. you got to keep your weight down because I don't watch the game a whole lot to right. be honest, unless it's playoffs. You know, then I'll go to the or, NBA or somebody that's that's box Zion office. Williams. I mean, he, he, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Zion Williamson if he's on the court. Yeah, but, Zion, John Morant, Steph Curry. You know, guys yeah, that, that you yeah. just and a KD. I'm a KD. Yeah, you guy. just are in awe of what they can do on the court, and that's you'll right. you'll watch them. Um, but yeah, that in, that impact every time he comes back down to the ground, right? Uh, and he's just like you said, he's a freakish athlete. I mean, he blows out of his sneaker, you know, <laughs> in like one of his first collegiate games. Yeah. And so, I mean, he is. He's just a freak of an athlete. We've all watched him since he was in middle school. So, 
we uh, we definitely want to get him, you know, want him back on the court. So I hope he does the work yeah. for sure. I think he will. I think he will. Yeah. Uh, speaking of freak of athletes, uh, Joe Burrow this this week had to have uh, his appendix removed. Uh, he's doing well, but they haven't set a time frame uh, on when he's going to be back. Hopefully, it doesn't affect him. He can come back this season because he's one of the the bright young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. You know, you got him and Herbert and Josh Allen. They're the future because, you know, how much longer are we going to have? Mahomes. Don't forget Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. But, you know, we're, we're probably getting close to the end for the GOAT. I'd say this year, next year, nah, know, I think probably going to be it. I think the GOAT goes to 50. <laughs> That's another discussion. Aaron Rodgers is is getting close to it. So, so you need yeah. those, those new young – Bucks coming in and, and taking the game because you know football is to they, me it's the top sport. It is it's easily the top sport. But you know Joe Burrow uh, he had a that, that was a bad knee injury mm-hmm. and he I mean he bounced back. I mean he's he's a good athlete. He's a great athlete to be honest. He's a good he's a good quarterback, um, young quarterback on a young growing team. You know he's got probably. I might be the best wide receiver in the game. I don't know if I want to give him that title yet, but but he's up there. So, I, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be fine. Appendectomy, I think I think he bounces back from that. Yeah, as long as he, I think as long as he doesn't try to come back too quick, uh, let it heal, uh, then, then he should be fine to just yeah. pick up where he left off. You know, him and that LSU connection, uh, yeah, Burrow to strong. Chase. It's strong. That you know that could be a whole nother podcast. RBU, wide receiver, you, quarterback, you. We'll we'll have to dive into that. Is that all, all just one you? Uh, no, there's a lot of yous <laughs> there, so we might have to dive into that one. But you're right. I mean that LSU connection is it's crazy. Yeah, good. LSU's got some good wideouts in it. They have some so good maybe two of the best yeah. between him and uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Well, while while we're talking college, let's go ahead and dive right in. You know, this is our college football preview show. I, I broke out the Bryce Young jersey to. Uh, I'm not a jersey dude, so I'm just I'm just in my Bama gear. But you know, it's about time, man. I think uh, you know when when that national championship game. The game clock ends. I think most of us kind of go into a little depression, knowing we're going to be without college football. You know, some some of us follow recruiting pretty close, some don't. But you know that them them months without college football, you know, those are tough. Yeah, some some of us like us, it, it, it's pretty much a year round sport. Though it is. What you sipping on today, Dust? Oh yeah, yeah. We I guess we didn't get into that. I'm actually drinking a good old tried and true Woodford. Reserve. I think uh, this is always one of the one of the better drinks, the go-to drinks. They're easy. It's easy to find here in North Carolina, so that everybody should have a bottle of that. Yeah, Woodford is good. I like it. I like it on the rocks, um, and and it's a great mixer. Woodford, yeah, Woodford to me, you it it fills the gamut. You could drink it neat on the rocks. In an old fashioned, I mean, it, it it's a good, yes. like like you said, it's a good go to. But you know, you know, when I first started out on this bourbon journey, uh, I thought this was this was like tops for me, you know. <laughs> but as we've gotten into bourbon and and we've done some bourbon tours, done the bourbon trail, and that that 
facility, that distillery oh, it was, was beautiful. top notch. Yes. If you if you Five ever star. get a chance to go on the Bourbon Trail, Woodford, it's almost like you're in Napa mm-hmm. at a winery. I mean, it's that that good. But you know, back, I, you know, it's a great great bourbon but it's it's definitely not as complex as i right. as i yeah used and, to think. and that's the that's the beauty of bourbons is they're all over the place yeah i mean last week we had one that tasted like a campfire and uh you know to, the one i'm sipping on today is called burning chair and it's a sweeter it's it's finished in cabernet ba- barrels no so i didn't think you liked cabernet i'm not a wine finish. drinker but i do like some of the ones that are finished in the wine barrels, you know, there's some that are finished in port barrels that got a nice, like Angel's Envy. It's got right. a nice sweet, because I like sweet bourbons. Uh, so that's what I'm sipping on. And All right. Let's, let's dive right into let's our preview it. show and let's start, let's, let's start right here in our backyard. All let's right. start with the ACC. I'll lead off the two teams I got battling out to see who's the best or Probably the two closest teams to us in terms of, of uh, distance, location. Clemson, obviously, uh, who's year in and year out been right yeah. there. Nice. And uh, and NC State is my other uh, right. pick for uh, – I think it's going to be between those two. You know, Clemson's led by that elite defense, those, those defensive ends, Murphy and Breeze – is it Breezy? 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 Breezy. Uh, I think Brian Breesey, yeah. I, I think really the key to Clemson is going to be how far DJ Uyungle, their quarterback, can take them. You know, oh, he yeah. Yeah. coming out of coming out of high school, he him and Bryce were one A, one B. Right. You know, Bryce stepped up when he was given the job and uh, ran away with it and won Heisman. Well, I mean, DJ did good in a in a spot chance his freshman know, year. His yeah. freshman Filling year in for but, Trevor. But you're right. Last year was when, when was, it was his show. He was not a good year. But you know one thing. You know one thing I've heard from from some Clemson guys is that he's lost he's lost weight. Okay, he's lost about thirty pounds. They said. Yeah. From what I've heard from the Clemson guys, he's looking really good. So you're right, though. Everything. I mean, defensively, Clemson's going to be top three in the country. So did you, you, you have them as one of yeah. your top teams? Oh yeah, I got I, I actually have Clemson beating NC State and the game and, is at Clemson this year. Right. I really yeah. want I really wanted to pick NC State to win it all because I think, you know, that quarterback Leary. Yeah, yeah, he's good. You know, he he's set good. some school records last year, thirty five touchdowns. But you know, the NC State is almost like I mean NC State to me is like today's Clemsoning. Yeah. You know, NC State's They're, always good. But yet, they can't they, they, seem to that, get over the hump. Yeah, miss a kick yeah, where they could yeah, have beat exactly. Clemson. Uh, I, I think they've done that a couple times. I actually have, uh, I had to look at my notes, I actually have uh, NC State as my as my third team okay. in the ACC. So I have them right there, but I, I really just... And of course, they're in the same division. So right, right. only one of them can make it to the that's championship right, game. That's and that's right. why I think the game... Uh, Between the them is, yeah. is definitely the game of the year. October first, that's that's going to be the ACC game of the year because I think the winner of that game is going to control their destiny. That's the beautiful thing about the ACC, really, to me, is that you know you you have to me I think you have Clemson who clearly can step to the forefront and be the best, depending on DJ. But yes. then you have NC State who's good. You have Miami who's coming on. 
Wake Forest is always a team that everybody sleeps on except the Wake graduates. They don't sleep on <laughs> Not at all. But you're, yeah. So yeah. who you, you said uh, NC State was third. Who did you have second? I got, uh, you talking about like coming out of the AC? Yeah, I, ACC. I have, I have uh, Clemson against Miami. Miami. In the ACC championship, and I think Clemson's going to get it done. That That's the way I see it, too. I actually, and it's funny that you mentioned Wake and Miami because those were my, my two sleepers. That yeah. If it's not going to be NC State or Clemson, it's either going to be Wake or Miami. And I like UNC on that list, too, as a sleeper because UNC, they lost a lot, they lost a lot they but lost they have a, a really good defense coming yeah. back. They and they got a – Tremendous wide receiver. That's one, right. one, one of my favorites to watch, Josh Downs. And that's to me where the UN where UNC can can make that leap is if whoever wins the quarterback battle yeah. steps up and, 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 and feeds can, and feeds down. He had 101 receptions last year. I know. And He's actually good. his his brother, five star yeah. safety Caleb, just yeah. committed we, to Alabama. So we we look it, forward to you, Caleb. <laughs> we look forward to Looking to forward you. to that one. But getting back to uh, Wake and Miami, just you know, a few few reasons I picked them. This this may come as a shock, but I believe Wake Forest has got the best quarterback in the ACC. I don't know. I I like Van Dyke from Miami. I think. And, and, and I mean, the ACC is loaded at quarterback. Van they Dyke are loaded because you we're all sleeping on DJ. Yeah. And DJ was was the second best quarterback in the. In the recruiting that year, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending, Bryce, on, yeah. depending on who you yeah. like, he was first, yeah, yeah. He, depending he was first on which on some list. you looked at, so I mean, you got Leary, you got DJ Van Dyke, you got Van Dyke, yeah, you got Riley, what Skinner, who's the Wake Forest quarterback? No, that's Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, you're a few years back, yeah, I Skinner. am a few back. I'm yeah, sorry. Sam Hartman, I, I and got uh, tied. You know, Wake's also got a heck of a receiving yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Deep room. Uh, yeah. You know, led by A.T. Perry. A.T. Perry's on yeah. my list. Yeah. He's on my list. Yeah, so, I, you know, Wake, I think they're going to be exciting to watch this year. Uh, Miami, you know, Tyler Van Dyke, like you mentioned, he yeah. was ACC Rookie of the Year last and, year. And, and they have a new coach that is the U-back. Saving assistant. Is the U-back. Yes, that's always a tough question to answer. I actually think the U is on their way back. Oh, yeah. I actually, I mean, Mario Cristobal has been successful everywhere he's been. Everywhere. And guess who else is on his coaching Josh team? Gaddis. Josh Gaddis. <laughs> guess who else? Oh, uh, the defense. Steel. Ed Reed. Oh, he is that? brought in Ed, Ed Reed, Reed and Jason Taylor. Oh, yeah, I did see where he got so, Taylor. Yeah, so he's, he's got, brought in some some U players from he, the past. Yeah, and he's and he's bringing in some recruits because yeah, of re- the, recruiting uh, is off. You know, the I chain, think Miami yeah. still is hurt by their facilities. Yeah, you know true. they 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 need to improve because that's where you got the Clemsons and the Ohio States and Michigans and Alabamas and LSU's and A and M's right. separating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Clemson's got a wiffle ball field. <laughs> yeah, for, and the, for and the players and a slide, and I think yeah. a bowling app. I mean, just you know, so uh, Alabama's got a, a, a nutrition bar and game rooms, sure. and I mean, it, they they cater to what these young men yeah. like to do when they're not on the football field, and that's that's where they get the recruiting advantage. Well, let, let's let me let me tell you who I think the best players coming out of the ACC is. Okay. And you know, I'm a defensive guy, so yep. I always have to. I think Miles Murphy, Clemson yes. D. End is to me he's the best player in the ACC. Um, Josh Downs, 
I have from yep. from UNC is is on that list. Van Dyke from Miami, Brian Breesy yep. is on that list, and I think At Perry. Yep. But I, you know, one other player I do want to throw in there because I didn't really get to mention him, and he's a local product out of out of Charlotte, is Will Shipley. Mm-hmm. I think Will Shipley for Clemson is the difference this year. Will Shipley is been compared to CMC, right? And and his game is is Very on similar. that level. Very similar, it's yeah. on that level. He was injured last year yeah. too. So yeah, we like to, around here. We like to call him CMC Light. CMC Light. I got two more names for you. All right. Uh, the leading rusher from last season, Syracuse running yeah. back Sean Tucker. Okay. Average six okay. six point one yards a carry. And uh, I'm a, I'm gonna go with a defensive player too. This that's is, a basketball school though, Syracuse. <laughs> uh, fifth year senior yeah. linebacker for Louisville. Yeah, I like Yasir that. Abdullah. Yeah, I like him. Had ten sacks, sixteen and a half tackles for a loss last season. So I think he's he's yeah. one to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's gonna be like the the lone star on a mm-hmm. on a. To me, I think a team that's going to struggle. So. All right. Well, let's let's move on to uh, the Big Twelve. Let's let's work our way around these conferences and go to the Big Twelve. I'll start off again. I got uh, Baylor and Oklahoma. Uh, I know Oklahoma has got a new coaching staff led by uh, Venables, Brent Venables. Left. He was the D coordinator. Clemson. Clemson finally losing some coaches. Yeah. Dabba. Dabo's been able to hang on to him for for a long time. It's going to be interesting. But uh, so I think that right there, you know, Oklahoma's weakness was always their defense. Always, I was I was about to say that. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, it's definitely going to elevate their defensive game for sure. I mean, that's that's they lost a lot of players. They did, they did. But uh, you know, I think uh, they still, even though they lost a lot of players, I still think they have the most talented roster in the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, I think – I mean, I don't think that says a whole lot, you know, about the Big 12, but I agree. I think they definitely have the the best uh, roster, and I, and they have a transfer in at quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, mm-hmm. that uh, I think he came from UCF, and he's yes. he's good. He's a good quarterback, so I think that's a, a definite hole that they had to fill when Lincoln Riley left to USC, so um, – you know, they did lose some wide receiver talent, Oklahoma, but they got Mims back, yeah. and he was probably their best receiver last year, statistically at any rate. But And I, I definitely think the uh, Big 12 comes down to the two – to me, it comes down to the two Oklahoma schools. I think I have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. The, you don't have the defending champs in there. No, I think I, – 12-2 I, I, and two last year. I know, I know. But, you know, I have Baylor as my first team out. Um, and you know they didn't lose a single starter on either their offense or defensive line. Yeah, that's true on the lines, but they are they got some they, skill they positions. They got some skill positions, to... and their back end, yeah. their back end was is going to be exposed, I think, by by the two top tier teams. Okay, yeah. all right. So you said Oklahoma State. I actually didn't have Oklahoma State in there anywhere. So let's all right, we're way let's off hear, on that one. Yeah, let's hear what you had to say about about OK State. Oh, yeah, let me go back up. Let me, let me tell you why I think OK State is going to be good. Um, first of all, they're, they're returning seven starters on offense. Um, and then they have Spencer Sanders back at quarterback. Um, he had a little bit of turnover issues last year, but I think if he cleans that up with some experience. Um, and then they have this – they have uh, Dominique Richardson at running back. This this kid is this kid is going to be special. I followed him a little bit in recruiting, 
a little jealous that he went to OK State at the time. So he's a, he's a speedster and he's 210 pounds. I, wow. think, I think he could potentially emerge as one of the, the great players maybe going into next year. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think they have a little hole at wide receiver, too, that they got to fill. But, but defense, last year they were like the best, one of the top five defenses yeah. in the country. Right. And, and they basically bring back a good bit of their defense. They lost their leading tackler at the middle, but they're bringing in another transfer. Um, I think uh, Xavier, what's his name? Xavier Benson Jr. And he comes from Texas Tech. And I looked a little bit of his film yesterday and it looked pretty exciting. So I think they're going to fill their holes. Okay. My next two I had was uh, my sleeper teams, Texas. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian entering his second year over there. Uh, they got, they're led by an OSU transfer quarterback who was highly highly rated, Quinn, yep. Quinn Ewers. And, of course, they got who some people say is the best running back in the country, in, yeah, in B. John our, Robinson. I think he's on our list for everything. Yeah, so uh, so I got Texas as one of my sleeper teams. And uh, then I went Kansas State. Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, they got 14 starters coming back, Yep. two All-Americans. They're running back Deuce Vaughn. Deuce. And their de- defensive end, Felix Unidiki Uzuma, I think. Nice, nice. I didn't put him on my list because <laughs> I, I couldn't I, pronounce his I, name. I almost, I, after I saw his name, I thought, wow. Uh, and I did want to, you know, give a little uh, message when we started the show and uh, just pol- apologize in advance if I mispronounce any of these names because that was one thing as so I was. K-State fans, when you're tuning in, <laughs> uh, be sure don't don't get mad at Colby for that That's one. That's right. I, om- I omitted him from my list because – I ran out of room because I like Bijan. Yeah. I like Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, I like the running backs, uh, you know, and I like Will McDonald from Iowa State. Right. Iowa State always – Iowa State's a team – to me, Iowa State's a lot like Wake Forest. They get slept on, but right. they're pretty strong. They're, they're in every game. Yeah, and then I like Xavier. I like that Xavier Worthy from Texas mm-hmm. wide out, so – and you then know, I agree with you on sleeper teams, except, you know, you had Baylor as, as one of your top teams, and I had Baylor as the third team out. I mean, I just – I think they're, they're going to – they've got a tough schedule, um, or there's some tough games on their schedule that I think they could lose. And then I like Texas, and then, of course, I agree with you, K-State's a sleeper. K-State's always. Yeah, I think the game to watch in the Big 12 this year is going to be uh, the Baylor-Oklahoma game. On November fifth, uh, you got two of the, two of the the old school blue bloods of, of the conference. Uh, the yeah, that could make a difference on my list because I think Oklahoma State's going to be the best team in the com- in the right. conference just defensively. Because any Big Twelve team that plays defense, if they have just a little bit of offense, they're going to be good. Right, and couple, so a couple more names to look out for. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's nephew yep. is a cornerback, two-time All-Big 12 for TCU, same school that LT yep. went to. Uh, so he's a talent to look out for. T- TCU also has a wide receiver, Quentin Johnson, I mean Johnston, sorry, uh, who had a 185 yards and three touchdowns against Oklahoma last year, and he's a projected first-round draft pick at the wideout position. Oh, that's a swing and miss. That's, that, that was a swing and miss on my a, part. That's a name me. to look out for. And then uh, I, I, I like to try to throw the defense some love. Uh, Dante Stills at West Virginia, yeah. D-lineman, 
creates pressure in the backfield. I think he had seven sacks and 15 tackles for a loss last mm-hmm. season. So that's a defensive name to watch out for. And a newcomer to watch out for, Javante Barnes, running back for Oklahoma. Okay. Freshman. I think he's going to get a lot of PT. Okay. Yep. Any more you got from the Big 12? No, that's it, man. I'm, All right. I let's let's, let's move on to your, your, your second favorite conference, your, your 1B. My 1B. The Big 10. I'll let you kick off this one. I've kicked off the last couple since this. Well, i got to find since, my Big 10. You might since, have to kick off Okay. <laughs> i got to find my Big 10. Well, I'm going to take a sip of this burning chair while you're looking. I don't know why I'm struggling to find my Big Ten information. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, I don't. I don't really need the information. I was gonna say, do you kid. do you need notes for this conference? You know, you know, the Big Ten is a struggle for me. Well, I know, I know, it pains you to say give to give Ohio State any love, but uh, you know, my you until know, further notice, they are still the team to beat in the, in grew the Big up, Ten. I grew up a Michigan fan. We all we local people that know me know that. So. Definitely going to be difficult for me to say this, but it's going to be, you know, with Michigan's Michigan's team was so loaded last year, I think going to be tough for them to to bounce back and, and take Ohio State down, and they have to do it on the road. So, yeah, I, I have to go. I, I clearly think um, it's either Michigan or Ohio State, but I'm going to have Same. to go. I mean, I think the, the other the game, side, the game yeah, this the year game, is in Ohio State, it's and it, it's just like to me the Clemson NC State. I think you got to take the home team in that in that matchup. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm struggling, but you know, I you know Ohio State has they the, are loaded. They have the 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 offensive trifecta. Yeah. I mean, they got Heisman, candidate, the, the betting the betting favorite right now, C.J. Stroud. They got a strong, solid running back. Henderson. Are you going to are you going to name the the wide receiver by name? I am. I am Jackson Jackson Smith, <laughs> the Jigba. That was close. I think that was pretty close. He's a sleeper on my Heisman. Oh, on he, my Heisman list. Yeah. That I mean, uh, that Rose Bowl last year yeah, that was, was incredible. It was 15 for 347 and three touchdowns. I mean, every time it was I, I want to say I was flipping back and forth between that game and another game last year, and every time I'd flip the channel, he was catching another 60-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. He was incredible. He owned that game. No, I mean, I think uh I think as long as as long as their line, offensive line, has gotten better. Last year it was clearly a weakness. If their offensive line's gotten better. Well, and, and stopping the running game has always yeah. been a struggle for, yeah. for the Buckeyes. Well, honestly, uh, their defense was just horrible last and year. And loaded with talent. I, know. I mean, you know four and five stars easily. all over the field. Easily. So, but I still, I just, I have, I've got a couple of people I know I'll hear from after watching this, it's, <laughs> I think it's it's down to Ohio State and Wisconsin for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't touch a whole lot on your Wolverines. You know, they have to replace two stud defensive ends. Uh, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and uh, oh, 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 how do you say that one? Ojabo. Ojabo. Yeah. Um, Ojabo, unfortunately tore his leg up getting ready for the NFL or he it would have been two first round defense. Yeah, events. yeah, and he's he's such a great story. Such a great story. I, I mean I think Michigan's loaded. I mean they're loaded. They have two really good quarterbacks. They got a good running back. They got two good running backs. Yeah, yeah, that uh Blake Corum. Yeah, I mean he's Corum. a threat every time he touches the ball. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, he had 
So, and Donovan Edwards is a is a he was a freshman last year, yeah. so he's going to be good. So, I, I mean, I think Michigan, had, you know, definitely Harbaugh, I think has maybe gotten over the hump, and you know, you never know, you never know throughout the year. It's the last game of the season, yeah. So you just never ball, know. The ball bounces a funny way. You never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to be pulling hard against Ohio State, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm going to pick Ohio State. To clearly be the, the I'm team with, to I'm beat. With, yeah, I'm with you there. And, and you mentioned Wisconsin. I've got them them and Michigan State as my next two teams. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's got third-year starting quarterback, Graham Mertz. You know, can he take that next step in his development? Uh, if he does, then, then, yeah, I think they're legit. And for me, you know, Michigan State, led by another saving assistant, uh, Mel Tucker, who went in there and had a tremendous – season yeah. last year. I think 10 wins. Yeah. Uh, the question there is, you know, they got to replace a stud running running back, uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, and their QB, Peyton Thorne, he's only completing about 60% of his passes. So right. he's going to, you know, if he want, if you want to compete with the Michigans and the Wisconsins and the Ohio States, your, your quarterback's going to have to complete closer to 70% of their passes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, back on to Wisconsin. I like I like Bray, Braylon Allen. They're running back. They're and you know, Wisconsin's always going to bring probably the biggest, if not the best, <laughs> offensive line. Right. So they're going to pound the ball at you. And Braylon Allen is just gonna is just gonna be another name that I think is going to emerge maybe early on, middle way as a Heisman candidate. I mean, I, I certainly don't think. You know, given you know their quarterback situation and their you know boring offense, that I think they're gonna have him up at top of the list. But it'll definitely be down to those two. My three outside teams in the Big Ten number number three team for me is Michigan. I think I think they're gonna have a great season, but they're not gonna get it done in the big game. And then Michigan State, and then I think Penn State is a team that can really be good, but nobody seems to understand how good they can be. Right. I don't, I don't have any nice statistics to give you. All I know is that they have a really strong team coming back, and it's just going to hinge on whether or not they can get it done. I'll give you a name for Penn State, and it's a familiar name, Joey Porter Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dad linebacker for the Steelers. Yeah. Junior is actually a cornerback. But plays it with with that linebacker mentality that he gets from his dad. So he's yeah. a shut down corner, big, strong. Does he got the arms like his dad? <laughs> not quite, not quite. But uh, but he's he's one to watch from uh, from Penn State. Who's your other Who's your other uh, team player? You to can't watch? you can't go Big Ten without mentioning an offensive lineman. Okay. So I got the Northwestern offensive tackle, yeah. Peter Skaronski. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's, he's a first round. He, yeah, he's he's considered the, the top tackle on most draft boards, um, and uh, you know he needs to add a little weight because he's he's not even three hundred pounds. I don't know that the game seems to be changing you a little know, the bit, game little changing bit, but, a little bit. But you're right. But I th- I think you know I think he needs to get put a little bit of weight on, but. Uh, not much, not much. And then uh, Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell. Yeah, he's on my list. And that's that. He's just your your prototypical three down linebacker. Can play yeah. the run, play the pass, uh, a tackling machine. Yeah, yeah. He'll ha- he'll have a good career in yeah. the NFL. He had 136 sure. tackles last mm-hmm. year, so I mean he's just a tackling machine. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the Big Ten list, you know, obviously C.J. Stroud is the top of the list. Right. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Mm-hmm. That's a tough – I, I want to say like Jackson, I, but it, it, it's Jackson, but it's spelled with, with an X. X. Yeah, and, and like I said, making these lists, the names it, – it's not just Jones and Smith. And <laughs> no, it's definitely a different, yeah. different game. Yeah. Braylon yeah. Allen from, from Wisconsin, I'm back on him. Yep. And then I agree with Jack Campbell. Right. My sleeper – player for the Big Ten is going to be Marvin Harrison Jr., which no, you might recognize no, that name. No, another, another with the with the NFL uh, lineage. Yeah. I, uh, and then, of course, obviously, the game to watch is, is always, is always year after year, it's the game to watch. And the that's game. The, the Michigan-Ohio State, yeah. and that's coming up on uh, November 26th. And like we both said, it's it, it's in Ohio, it's at Ohio State, so you got you to side with the the home team. Yeah. I, I go I go with you on that. I can't argue. I right. can't argue. I know you want to, but. <laughs> I know. I wish we would have done this last year because I, I I really felt Michigan was the better team last, last year. year. This year I don't. So All right, let's jump out west. All right. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite conference to talk about, the Pac-12. Not, not necessarily my favorite, um, but. You know, in doing some research through the Pac-12 for for the show and and trying to become more enlightened about West Coast football, I think Utah, man, Utah looks like a potential team to, you know, talk about, you know, possible possible playoff, playoff contender if everything rolls right for them. Um, so, So, yeah, so I have Utah as the best team emerging from the South. I really like. Cameron Rising, their quarterback. Yes. He's coming back, you know, and I think he's going to be good. And, and Nice they, dual threat. Yeah, and look at what they – they have almost every wide receiver in their offense from last year coming back. And so, Yeah, really, they, they've got to replace Devin Lloyd, the stud linebacker. But, yeah, I, yeah. they're the defending champs, and I, I don't see anybody knocking them off. Yeah, I, I had that too with the linebacker on their defense. But you know what? They have a transfer out of Florida, Mohamed Diabate. <laughs> another another tongue twister name, but he's uh, I think he's going to come in and possibly be that fill fill for them. So the back end is strong. You know they have you know all Pac-12 uh, Jatravius Broughton, and so you know we'll we'll see how they do. And then of course Utah's always got a safety. Mm, yeah, they always have a safety who is just really, really good, and I think uh, Cole Bishop clearly is going to be a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just don't see I don't see anybody beating Utah in the South. I don't either. And uh, I mean, the know. USC game, USC game. Yeah, and actually, that's that that's my game to watch in the Pac-12 this year is the USC. But there again, it's at Utah, so it mm. seems like every team that that we're leaning towards as is hosting that big game of the conference. Right. And that usually makes a difference. Bodes well for it. Uh, I think, I think we're probably a year away from Lincoln Riley being to have you. At, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I got Oregon. Same. You know, second behind, uh, Utah. Same. Yeah. You know, they've got a new coaching staff. Yeah. Another, another SEC or not another SEC, but, uh, another defensive coordinator like Venables left Clemson. Yeah. To take over, landing, landing from Georgia, landing right? from Georgia, yeah. and uh, a, a, 
a friend of ours from yeah. down the road, quarterbacking now. Yeah. Uh, old uh, old Alabama nemesis. Yeah, Bo Nix. Uh, I'm is, glad you mentioned that. Yeah, Bo Nix is at, at Oregon now. Seems like a pretty good fit. Yeah. For Bo, for Bo's game. Yeah. I mean, I like Bo Nix. I I like his game. I like his toughness. I mean, he always gave Alabama fits. He did. He and he seemed. I mean, it always seemed like he made the right throws against Alabama. So. But the the thing was that he didn't come week after week. Right. Now yeah. he would get up for those big Bama games, but but some of the lesser games he. Yeah, he, he would. Didn't show he would. For he would disappear. But you know, I think uh, I actually have him on my watch list and. In the in the pack, really? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's teetering on a you know a chance to to really move his game up. I think he's always been there, you know, talent wise. I think he's got the the toughness and the tenacity, and and he's got a good arm. Yeah, he's good arm strength. He's not accurate. Yeah, he's a good athlete though. Yeah, good athlete. Now Oregon does have to replace uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep. Who's now with uh, my Giants. Yeah. And uh, but they've got. Panay Sewell's yeah. younger brother, stud mm-hmm. linebacker. You know, we were talking about – Number Jack, one on my list, yeah, Noah yeah, Sewell. Yeah, exactly. We were, we were talking about Jack Campbell in the Big Ten, but uh, Noah Sewell. I think Noah Sewell's the best player in the pack, even over Caleb Williams. I mean, I think Noah Sewell's the best player in the pack. But, yeah. By far um, the best defensive player. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, easily the best. But like you said, but, you know, back on Kayvon Thibodeau, um, they did they – did, they do have a kid. I was reading uh, DJ Johnson that was a tight end last year. Okay. That they converted they over convert to defensive over. end, and and they're raving on him out of out of spring and early summer practices. So I think, uh, you know, I think Oregon's always been a little iffy to me anyway on defense. They're all they always seem so small. Yeah. So small up front. I think that's one thing I've always had issues with the pack when it comes time to uh, playoff teams. They're just so small in the trenches yeah. that even Thibodeau, he, you know, looking at him in, yeah. in, his, in his shorts at the Giants practices, yeah. he's got he, he's got some skinny little legs. <laughs> They're so, smaller out there, man. I'm, I'm it's worried the weather. About, yeah. it's the weather out west. They enjoy the outdoors so much. They stay skinny out west. All right, so we both got uh, Utah taking uh, Oregon for the the Pac-12. Yeah, uh, who are your next couple of teams? I got USC. Mm-hmm. I got USC coming in at that third, you know, just below the top two. UCLA yes. is there, and I like Oregon State. Yes. I like Oregon State a lot. But I, I do have the two teams that are defecting, USC and UCLA. Yeah. That, that, those were my next two teams. You yeah. know, like well, you, they're, they're coached. They, you know, the coaches like, are Yeah, so like you mentioned, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams both left Oklahoma and are now going to be leading USC. Right. It's, it's how quick can they get USC. And they also – another stud – uh, transferred to USC, the Belichick oh, winner, yeah, yeah. Jordan Addison. So yeah, he, yeah, he's on my list too. What what is your top player list for the for the pack? Well, you know, I, I, I obviously Addison and and uh, and Noah Sewell. Um, then I also another offensive lineman. Uh, USC's got a six foot six kid that is equally good on the pass and the run, Andrew Voorhees. I never pictured never pictured your list <laughs> to having have some as many old linemen as hey, you gotta does. show you gotta show love to all that's the positions. That's true, no, that's true. O linemen's uh, are and, key. You know, I I know I was always a little speedy guy, so but but you still are a little in <laughs> But we can't do what we gotta do <laughs> without the, the big boys doing the dirty work uh, in the trenches. So to me the, the you win and lose in the trenches. That's so, true. 
So yeah, another what offensive happened? lineman. I got a a quarterback out of uh, uh, Washington State. Yeah, he transferred in from mm-hmm. Incarnate Word. I had to look that up. I had never heard of Incarnate. I have heard of it. Was it's it in New- San, San Antonio, Texas. Oh, I thought it was in uh, New York. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No. And uh, this kid, uh, this kid p- put up 4,648 yards mm. and 47 touchdowns. Yes, it's against FCS sure. competition. But those are almost identical numbers to Bryce's last year, which won him the Heisman. Yeah, no, they're, they're high so on him for if, sure. If he can, if he can – Make it transfer from the lower division to the Pac-12. This kid could be special. No, so. I think I think we've seen that those kids coming from from the lower divisions they they compete. I mean, look what they're San good. Francisco's doing with Trey Lance. Yeah, they're they're good. They're they're for sure. You know, giving him the keys to the to the franchise, and he hasn't really played that much games. No. And then my last player I had was a wide receiver from Arizona, uh, Jacob Cowing. Yeah, and uh, you know I he, saw him. I, he, he's in his career. He's he's put up over twenty five hundred yards and has thirteen touchdowns. So he was another player that I had you know to look for. I got I have Noah Sewell. To me, Noah Sewell's the best player in in the pack. Caleb Williams goes without saying. I mean, he's an electric quarterback. I think he's going to be on everybody's Heisman list. Um, I like Zach Charbonnet. Of course, I like Zach Charbonnet because he's a Michigan transfer. <laughs> um, I hated to see him leave, but I think he's going to put up some good numbers for for UCLA. And then I have Jordan Jordan Addison. Yeah, you know, obviously. if he can if he can in, enjoy being out there in USC and all that great weather and get comfortable versus the cold, harsh uh, Pittsburgh weather of Pittsburgh, I think he's going to be strong. And and we I mentioned this to you earlier, but Bo Nix is my sleeper. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he's I think he's going to be I think he's got a chance to be really good, but you know my my reputation on picking quarterbacks is pretty rough. <laughs> and we're going to dive deeper to that next week. Yeah, we will. And I think we mentioned uh, the game of the week which is coming up on uh October fifteenth, USC and Utah. Yeah, uh, that that'll be yeah, that's going to be, the, be a the top game for sure. For and I think the 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 Civil War, the Oregon Oregon State game is going to be yes, big too, yes. But, but yeah, definitely. All right, let's wrap up uh, the uh, Power Five with uh, the conference nearest and dearest to us, uh, the SEC. And I, I'm pretty sure I can guess who <laughs> who we're both going with. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's. I personally think the football is gonna gonna come down to Tuscaloosa and Athens, even for the for the national title. It's definitely gonna roll through those two cities. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, the East, the East is to me, it's still Georgia. Well, but you know, the East very well could be the best division. In and all of college, we football. were laughing at the East. A couple exactly, of years, yeah, just but, a couple of seasons yeah. ago. And, but I'm glad. I, I, I know exactly. I, I welcome it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've said it before. We've had this conversation before. When Florida is relevant, when Tennessee is relevant, when uh, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, it makes for yeah. better games it and, is. and better football. Nobody wants to see Georgia roll through the East or Bama roll right. through the West. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's fun to fun to watch when you're obviously supporting those teams. But I mean, I still think Georgia, Georgia. I know they have some some massive holes to fill, 
but if you follow their recruiting, I mean, their recruiting is crazy. Yeah, they lost they, 15 to the NFL. And they're, they're, I think Kirby's in that that area where, where Saban was back in like uh, 10 and 11 where he was losing assistance. That's a huge impact on your team. And Kirby's now lost his D coordinator mm-hmm. of the number one defense in the country. Right. So he's going to have some growing pains there for well, sure. Well, luckily for Kirby, that's his that's specialty. That's his specialty, but still yet. You know, so so he's going to feel some of that. And I think in the East, like you said, they've gotten they've gotten really good. I mean, Even I Kentucky. Think, I know. they got a great quarterback yeah. situation in Kentucky. And Tennessee's got a good quarterback. Yep. South Carolina yep. has Spencer, a, a quarterback Rattler. that was a Heisman. He was the favorite for. last year. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll he just how, imploded. We'll see how he does. So, clearly the East has gotten better. I still think it's Georgia. I think Tennessee's going to make some noise. Yep. I think Kentucky's going to make some noise. Um, yeah, Kentucky's going to make some noise, but I just think Georgia comes out of the East. Yeah, you know, I mentioned they lost 15 to the NFL, but, uh, you know, we've seen it at Bama. When you've got those re- year-after-year top recruiting classes, you don't you don't rebuild, you just reload. Right, and if you watch Georgia play and you watch Alabama play, you know, I, I hear that a lot. Some people are like, well, they never take their starters out. They never take their starters out, but that's just – really false because we don't take you know Bama doesn't take a whole starting line out they plug and play kids almost every series yeah and Georgia does the same thing it's 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 not noticeable to if if you're just watching yeah because you're not sending a whole group out you're just sending individuals out so Georgia rotates their linebackers their linemen their secondary so they always have young kids rotating getting yeah I like to after the game look at uh Plays, plays per snap, yeah, you know, exactly. how, how many snap counts each right. person gets. And when you look at it, it's not just 22 people. It is. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's not. And it, Alabama's been doing that forever. Right. And well, it, since Saban. And Kirby's doing the same thing. Yeah. Now, you know, two people that Georgia didn't lose. Yeah. Yeah. Walked Stetson on. Bennett. Yeah. You know, led him to a national championship. So, he's, he's been there, done that. Right. Uh, and then they're tied end. To me, tight end singular or tight end plural. Well, to me, They're Brock Bowers. But to me, Brock Bowers. Oh yeah, and I've never. But Eric Gilbert. Yeah, former yeah. five star from yeah. LSU. I mean, Bowers put up 185 no. on Bama last year. Yeah, he was insane. And uh, trucked a few of our players oh, he, at the end. He, he's fun to watch. He is. You know, you can, you don't usually get to say that about a tight end a whole lot. But, no, but you're right. But that guy. Is that's impressive. One of, that's one of my one of my list items right here that they're just loaded at tight end. Their O line is always good. D line, I mean, they uh, return three of five yeah, on Jay, the offensive line. Jalen Carter on defense. You yeah. know they're talking about him being you know one yeah. of the the top defensive linemen. Nolan Smith and Beal Jr. both would have been drafted. Yep. had they come out, but they stayed. And then of course the dagger in our heart, Kaylee Ringo, defensive back. Yeah. You know, he's, he's – Pick six. Pick six. He's back. So – and their kicking game is stable. They got to re- replace a great punter, you know, but 
nobody really cares about punters. So not in college. No, I mean, I'm not just kidding. How many times does Georgia punt in a game? Well, how many times? How I can't how, even tell how you. How bad is our punting? Game? I can't even tell you the Alabama's punter's name. <laughs> I can't even. How bad has our punter been at Bama? Though I think what we have is like 38. I, yards. I think we're better off throwing an interception than we are punting. Sometimes it, I swear we should just throw, <laughs> go for it on fourth down, throw it as far as we can, let them intercept it because. At any rate, hopefully we got a better punt game. Well, let's let's talk about some other positions other than punting at Bama. We do have a hell of a kicker. Yeah, Riker. You know, you know we went a, many years with uh, you turned away when the ooh. when the field goal unit came on. It was absolutely the worst thing ever seeing the Bama kicking game come on. And one, one of the funniest quotes ever. And Blaine Kiffin, he gives great quotes, uh, but one. He was mic'd up, or he was picked up on a mic during the game, and, and he, he told the offense one time, field goals are embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> they are embarrassing. Not so, anymore, though. No, but he, 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 he wants touchdowns, and, uh, you know, we got one of the best touchdown producers there is, uh, defending Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. Bryce Young. I mentioned the stats for the Washington State uh, QB. They both had 47 touchdown passes. Bryce threw for a little bit more yards. He had 4,872. Mm. And that included, he put up 461 yards against Georgia in the SEC championship. Against the, the best. At the time, right. was being termed as the greatest defense in college football history. History, right. So if Bryce can do that against that defense, the sky's the limit. Yeah, no, Bryce, Bryce is insane. I, I I, really honestly didn't know those stats until yeah. this week, this past week. Right. And, uh, golly, he's fun to watch. You know, he he makes all the right decisions. He makes the decisions very quickly. I mean, he's just, he's just he's a quarterback yeah. through and through. So, you know, enough said about him. Let's talk about Jameer Gibbs. Okay, let's let's go because I, I, I was gonna no, I was we'll gonna go, go somewhere else because I, I was we'll, gonna say that Bryce we'll, isn't even the best player on no, Alabama's team, but we'll go there next. We, we'll Gibbs. save him. Everybody yeah. knows about him. Yeah. Gibbs, the let's transfer from Georgia Tech. Yeah, the the Swiss Army knife. He's gonna be. I think he's gonna be special. I like him. I like his speed. I like his home run ability. You know, we lost JMO. That was our home run hitter yeah. last year. I think Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield is gonna be an interesting look. We got we got a lot of inexperience on the wideout. Yeah, but but our but, running back room is one of the best in the country, and I is. think you're going to see some more swing passes. Yeah, I do. Wheel too. routes, yeah. uh, slants where we get, and I think you're probably going to see some Trey Sanders and Gibbs on the field at the same time. Yeah, you know, spread Gibbs out into the slot. That's not even considering power running backs in the tackle, McClellan. Roy yeah, Dell. Roy Dell. Man, we're loaded. We're yeah. loaded. And I, I actually – I think uh, Gibbs is is a dark horse Heisman candidate. And we'll, we'll talk about we'll Heisman's talk about a little bit later. But I – I, I, I want to know how we're going to fill our wide receiver gaps. What you think? Well, you know, we got the transfers. They say this this kid from Louisville is – you know, got the, the Ruggs, Jalen Waddle mm. type of speed. So, he's going to be the, the home run hitter that takes the top off the defense. And then we got the Georgia transfer. Burton, yeah, who I think is going to be your your John Mechie. Yeah, he's going to be a nice possession now, guy. I, I don't want to put the pressure on the Louisville kid that he has to be Jamo. No, I don't. For sure. I, I think what Jamison came in and did last year before he tore up his knee was incredible. But I, I, I don't see that 
happening with either one of these transfers. I think it's going to be more of a group effort. I think you got Ja'Cory Brooks. But you know speed is speed. You can't, you know, you can't coach you can't speed. You can't coach speed. So if Harold's got JMO speed, he's got the best quarterback in the country to right. deliver the oh, ball. Yeah. So, honestly, just – just run, kid. Oh, he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to have some home runs this yeah. year. He's going to have some home runs. But I think it's going to be more evenly distributed between the backs. And, you know, we got Cameron Latou, the tight end. That's right, yeah. Uh, who, you know, he's preseason John Mackey watch list. Yeah, he's going to um, be a good one. So I think he's going to be a little safety blanket over the middle that, or even in the red zone uh, that, that Bryce can look to. I think in the red zone you're going to be looking at the tight ends and the running backs more so than and we and we got some we got some guys back from last year that have all the talent in the world yeah. whether or not they can can learn the offense and get comfortable you know running the routes which I think was our problem last year with right. the young guys yeah. I think we're going to be in great shape let's move on to defense because you know that to me I mean, when you talk about Alabama defense and the greatest in the history, I mean, I think Derek Thomas is always, if not, it better be. You know, Derek Thomas was clearly the most dominant defender we've ever had. But there we might be a new king after we, this season. We have a kid. That, I was actually thinking about that myself. Was okay. Who who are the the greatest Alabama players ever? You know, offensively, probably Derek Henry. Defensively. Derek Thomas, and uh, it's not even not even close. Nah, and I actually, can't even think of somebody that's. And actually, I got to see Derek up close and personal because sure because yeah. I was a walk on uh, right. as a freshman at Alabama, and it was the same year that Derek Thomas was was a, fr- was a freshman. Was a freshman yeah. Of course, he was down there practicing with the first team defense, and I was on the scout team getting tackled, being a tackling dummy for the first team defense. Yeah, no, <laughs> so I got to see him up close and personal quite a bit, and he was amazing. Better, better you than me. Yeah, he was one. he was amazing. But this Will Anderson is special. He is special, and I you know I, what was uh, Derek Thomas's career record was twenty seven in one season. Uh, you know I. I'm pretty sure it was 27 in one season, and Will had he had 17, 17 and a half, and last, a half year. last year, plus but 34 and a half tackles yeah, for a loss. Yeah, the tackles behind the scrimmage is a whole nother category to talk about. Right. I mean, he's just he's unblockable. But if you think about 17 and a half sacks with only an emerging freshman as your counterpart on the other side, right? Dallas Turner, who's also a great one. Yeah, but I mean, we lost. Well, yeah, because Derek, Derek had Cornelius Bennett on the other side. So, you had two right. all-pro NFL linebackers right. on that team. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Dallas Turner is uh, – he's going to be special. Yeah, he is. Uh, gonna I don't think he's going to be Will Anderson, but he's he's going to be special. That's right. No, I, I like our I like the middle of our line with, with Henry, Toa Toto. Yeah. Toa How do you say that? Toa Toa. Yeah. I like Henry and our back end. Of course, we got we got if Rick battle. if Ricks and Kool Aid yeah. yeah battle I'm not worried about no Ricks and Kool Aid Ricks is he's I've been seeing him get a lot on a lot of the preseason award lists and he had he hadn't even you know hadn't even touched hadn't played for us and didn't play last year for yeah. LSU yeah we'll see we'll uh, see of course you know our our kicking game is good the question for me is going to be um, the O line. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's kind of what I think held us back a little bit last year was was our O line. We had some we had some some flaws. And we, we had some gaps. We lost sure. a, another top player. Went to my Giants. That's Evan right. Evan Neal. Uh, 
So we lost our best line, but we got a transfer coming in from Vandy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who hopefully is going to anchor that line for us. Um, but we probably need to move on. We've talked yeah, a lot of Bama, I but know. that's just that means just, to me it's it's, it's in our blood. Georgia, Bama, yeah. SEC championship. I think uh, to me my next three out is A uh, and M, yeah, Texas A and M, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Those Same. are going to be my three on the on the outside looking, and I think. Florida clearly takes a step back this year. Right. Yeah, Kentucky, we mentioned earlier, they're led by uh, Will Levis, yep. who's projected to be one of the top quarterbacks. You know, you got Bryce and CJ, uh, probably be the first two quarterbacks, not necessarily in that order, uh, taken in the draft next year. But this Will Levis is, you know, one that they're saying is going to be a, a, a yeah. first-round quarterback. Yeah, he's on, he's on my top players. Of course, I got Brock Bowers. Yep. My top, one of my top, Jalen Carter from Georgia, and then of course Bryce and Will Anderson. Yeah, and, and you know Kentucky didn't lose. They they were a ten win team last year, and they didn't lose right. hardly no. anything. So I think they yeah. have a chance to to take the next step. And Tennessee, uh, you know they got the Virginia Tech transfer Hendon Hooker, uh, who's from he's a North Carolina kid right. from Greensboro. He had thirty six touchdowns last year to only three interceptions. Nice. Yeah, nice with a sixty-eight percent completion percentage, so, and he didn't even start no, in the beginning he, of the year as yeah, the starter. Right. He came on as the season. So progressed. I think Tennessee, and and like I mentioned earlier, I like college football when Tennessee's relevant. When when the Alabama, you know, it used to be blood battles between right, Alabama and right. Tennessee, and we haven't seen that. No, and I, think and I would love for our rival Tennessee oh. to to get back to being a rival. What is it? Fourteen years? I lost count. It's something like that. At any rate, I like. Uh, I got a. I got a name for you. What do you think about this as a sleeper player? Kayshawn Butte. Yep. Out of LSU. LSU. Yeah, I've got him listed as as one of my. Uh, and he he's also projected to be, if not the first wide yeah. receiver taken, definitely a, a high wide receiver taken. Yep. Uh, he's already got fourteen career touchdowns, and that's in very few games. Yeah, I like, uh, I like him a lot. I think he's got a chance to be really special. I'll give you two more names. Uh, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. The South Cat, which we already talked about him a right. little bit in the show. But, uh, you know. the We'll the, see. We'll see. I, You know, he had so much hype coming out of high school, and he struggled. So, I'm not completely sold on him right. as being able to handle the SEC and the fact that they're not a front-running team. But I definitely think – South Carolina's on the way up. I like their coach. Yep. yep. I like their coach. Another name I'm going to give you, and I would hate to have to try to tackle this young man. Yeah. The Tank. Tank yeah, Bigsby. Yeah, he should have he should have probably he was close to being on my list, but that's a that's a big, powerful, strong and skilled. He's I mean, a very he, skilled athlete. He, he's, but he's a, he's one of he's a one-man oh, show this year, yeah, I think. I yeah. mean, Auburn is going to We'll see, but I think he's a one-man show. You know, I don't want to shed too much shade on. Well, who on else? You, who else you got over there? We mentioned some of the obvious ones: I Will Levis and that, Hooker, and that Rattler my, and Bryce. That was my list: Bryce, Will, Jalen Carter, Will Levis, and Brock Bowers. Those are the yeah, Brock. Those are the five best, and I think Kayshawn Butte and yeah. I like Eric Gilbert. Also with with Georgia, I think the ball is going to be spread more evenly among their. They're tight ends than you think, but but we'll see. We'll see. All right, and then obviously the game of the year, uh, you had the Jimbo Saban beef uh, 
in the preseason with the we gonna nil and we're gonna smash Texas and 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 a and m beat bama last year in that in their backyard this yeah. year they have to come to tuscaloosa we're gonna uh, smash them i don't think it's gonna be close so on october 8th that'll be a fun one to watch it'll be fun to watch i hope bama i hope it's really it's not fun gonna be close. <laughs> it's not gonna be close I, we're gonna beat them by 17 yeah i hope Mark it, it down. i hope it's really fun and I think we're probably going to be there. Maybe we'll do our podcast from Tuscaloosa yeah, that, that we week. Should. But uh, that's that's that one of the games cool. to the quad. to to watch this year. All right, real quick, let's. Uh, we talked that, that you know that that's the Power Five. Uh, last year, Cincinnati, you know they they kicked the door down and made it into the playoffs. So, can somebody this year? I don't from know. the group of five. I really, Sneak up in there. I don't see anybody from the group of five this year. I mean, I did honestly. I didn't spend a whole lot of time. I mean, I think Cincinnati's still going to be good. I think they're going to be good, but they lost a lot. They did lose. You a know, lot. Sauce Gardner. Yeah, uh, and and, and uh, their quarterback and Kobe Bryant and yeah. Uh, so went to the Riddler. Riddlers. Yeah, he went uh, to the Falcons. So. Uh, I def- the, uh, the Ford, the run, Jerome Ford, the oh, Bama, yeah, transfer, Bama transfer, is running back. So I yeah, mean, they lost. They're going to be good. I mean, I, I like, I like. They got coach a great coaching too. staff. Yeah. Great. Luke. And yeah. I, I see, I see Cincinnati joining a conference. Yeah, I've heard mention of Cincinnati, possibly the ACC, and and the Big. You hear yeah. them with the Big Twelve. I've heard, yeah, both Bigs. Yeah, I heard a little bit of Big Ten, a little bit of Big Twelve. Um, all right, so I'll give you two names, two schools other than Cincinnati that. Uh, could possibly knock on the door. I don't see them breaking the door down, but maybe maybe knock on it. And this is one that UCF, you know, Always. you got you got Gus down there, uh, and he's he's led by a, a former Ole Miss quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Plumley, old, old gimmicky Gus. Yeah, and and, and Plumley fits. Man, you know, I forgot Plumley went to UCF. Plumley is as a. I mean, a, he he ran all over Bama the year he started to get. I didn't us. realize he went to UCF. Yeah, he's he hmm. he transferred to UCF, and he he fits into Gus's oh, gimmicks. That's, yeah, uh, that's, so I, I can see them making a little bit of noise. Yeah, and then the second team would be Houston. Yeah, yeah, I, you know Houston you know, they, got some consideration, you know, but. I just, honestly, I just, I just don't see. A, I don't see it either. But you know, I wanted to show a little love and and give a couple teams that possibly could crash the party. But I don't see it happening. Yeah. But those are the you know they're, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. I think their party's coming when the playoff gets expanded. Yeah. It yeah. Gets expanded. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. And that's that. That'd be a topic for a whole another podcast. No, I mean, I think I think this year clearly comes down to. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking top three, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson. I actually – I've got three of those. I left Georgia out. I don't – I think that East – You think they're going to lose a second I think game they, I think they could possibly lose a regular season game mm-hmm. and then lose to Bama in the SEC championship. And I think those two losses would knock them out. Yeah. Uh, so, I did not include uh, Georgia I, and, um, and I think there's some SEC fatigue out there. You know, they, I like they, that. I like that term, SEC fatigue. Yeah. So my fourth team that I put in, which you didn't even have them win in their conference. No. But not. but I went with Baylor. I know because mm. I do think Baylor can 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 run the gauntlet in in the Big Twelve and come out of it undefeated. 
and uh, and then they, they would be they, you'd have to put them in the playoffs. At I that can't point. be mad about that list to be yeah. honest with you. I think that's a that's a good. I mean, I have I, I went more I went more with the obvious choices. I guess right. I went with, I don't think Georgia. I don't think Georgia's going to stumble in the regular season. I don't. I just think too much of Kirby and and their quarterback. Um, I don't know. That, that, that like I said earlier, I know, that the Tennessee East, game that has East to a, me is has the best. potential. Tennessee could upset them. Kentucky can upset them. South Carolina, Florida. I mean, they they got a tough schedule that they have to play this year. Now I think the playoff committee is going to see it see it differently at the end. I think it's going to go Bama, Ohio State. Georgia, Clemson. So who do you have? I have Bama against Ohio State in the Natty, the natty. And, and of course I got Alabama winning it. I think last year we were young, you know, we were relatively inexperienced. I realized we had our cupboards have been full for years, but that was a young team we had last year, and we got. I think you and I agree. We actually did better than we thought oh, we would. Yeah, I, I did not see us getting to the Natty last I didn't season. either. I didn't either. I mean, I didn't think and we I would. And I think Bryce, even for all the individual accolades he's gotten, I think he, he's got a little chip on his shoulder about losing that Natty. And, and he, to me, he exceeded my expectations, obviously, with the stats, but I didn't really think he was that good. I mean, I wasn't as high on Bryce right. as I was on Tua and Mac. And Mac. All right, so does Bryce repeat? Is it, do, no. we, do we have our second two-time Heisman Trophy winner in the history of the Heisman Trophy? Statistically, I think he's going to have the numbers. And, of course, I, you know, if I, I have Alabama winning the national championship, so he's going to have the, the resume. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think the committee's going to do a two-time. And that would also be – Potential three, three straight. Three, oh, that would be three because straight. Because you got Devontae. Yeah, Devontae. And then, then Bryce. Then Bryce. So, yeah, I, I, I said Bama fatigue is going to set in with the Heisman voters this year. And I got C.J. Stroud. I honestly, to be honest, I, I didn't pick a real – I didn't pick the winner. Right. I just, my list was Bryce, C.J., Stroud, Caleb Williams, and B. John Robinson were my – Four. Those yeah. are my four. I think, you know, obviously Will Anderson's going to get some love. I think Jameer Gibbs has the potential to put up the numbers to get some love. Right. I think Jackson Smith and the Jigba from Ohio State is, yeah. is going to be up there. And my sleeper on the Heisman is Will Shipley from Clemson. Okay. I'm going out on a limb there, but I, I saw the kid play in high school. And I was just thoroughly impressed last year in the little bit that he played. And I, I just think I think he's got all the makeups of being a potential candidate going into the following year, but a sleeper this year. Okay. All right, well, that wraps up this portion of, of our show, the college football preview show. And uh, I think it's time we make our way over to the bar and yeah. rate, rate that, that shit. shit. Well, we've made our way over to the bar. This is uh... – Probably my favorite part of the show. Absolutely. We get to taste bourbons. Let's taste some bourbons and then rate that shit. Okay. We do have a unique rating system. It's one through four. One being the worst. We call that brown bag. We have uh, two we like to call a mixer. Three we like to say on the rocks. And four is our top shelf. That's neat. Neat. You don't need anything with it. So we have three different bourbons. This is what we like to do. We like to taste three. 
we have uh, different price, price points, points yep. and uh, I'll let Colby tell you. All right, so uh, our first entry, it's, it's at the $30 price range, and this is Cooper's Craft, and this is a barrel reserve. It is, like I said, $30 to $32, depending on where you go. It's 100 proof. It's made in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's supposed to have uh, like caramel, fruity, vanilla flavoring. So let, let's, let's, right. let's give it a taste. Let's do it. Let's do it. Everybody has their own way of tasting bourbon, you know, so we, you know, I like to look at the color. I think for a $30 for a thirty-dollar bottle, that is that is pretty dark, rich in color yeah. to me. That's nice. I pretty like amber. Got a good smell. Yeah, nice, smell. nice sweet smell. Mm. A little hug, but not 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 what you would think for a hundred proof. I almost had like a a citrusy taste to it. Yeah, right yeah, off the bat, yeah. A right little, little fruity, tongue. little fruity. All right, Colby, rate that shit. That's good. That's good. That is a really good $30 bottle. I'm, I'm kind of torn between... Mm. I'm kind of torn between rocks and neat. Man, I think I, I, think I could drink that any way you get I, it. Yeah, me. I definitely... It, it, it's very enjoyable, neat. I, you know, this one came off the recommendation from our, from our local ABC store. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give it to them that... For thirty, given the price point, I'm gonna give it a neat. That's a neat man. That's a good bottle. If you got a chance to pick up this Cooper's, you need to pick this Cooper's up. I'm gonna tell you what. I would take I would take this over Woodford. For for uh, yeah, like drinking it neat. I mean, everybody needs to have a bottle of Woodford with, with a good steak or good but good this right here, fish. This right here for thirty thirty two bucks. That's a good that's a good bourbon. Yeah, it's got all because you know me, I like a sweet bourbon, and it's right. got the it sweet notes, sweet the taste cinnamon, smell. vanilla, and then like you said, it starts out with a citrusy fruit taste, and then it moves into those those yeah, sweet that, caramel, vanilla. That first uh, got a little doesn't have a whole lot of legs to it, but you know that first that first taste was very citrusy to me. Let's play. let's move on to our second selection, and uh, this being the college. Football preview show. This this one's near and dear to our heart. This is from Mississippi at the Cat Head Distillery, and it was started by two Alabama alumni. Uh, so this is Old Soul, Old Soul. like the name. Uh, it's a high rye, uh, so it which I don't always like high rise. No, ryes are different from uh, weeded for it's, sure. It's ninety proof, and it's going to be anywhere from the forty-five to fifty-dollar price range. And it's supposed to give you like a cherry and toffee type of flavor. All right. So let's so, let's give it a taste. Definitely has the rye color. Yeah, a little bit lighter than than the Coopers. Got some legs to it. Doesn't have a real strong. I I dove into it. <laughs> you couldn't wait. I had I, to had to get in there, huh? I want to for bourbon. If you're a bourbon drinker. Rye is, rye is where it's at. I mean, that's the... Uh, that's where it all originated. where it all started from. So you, I, I feel like you have to be a rye fan to be a bourbon connoisseur, not just a weeded family, so... Well, I guess I can no longer be a bourbon connoisseur. No, he's coming along, trust <laughs> me. Actually, 
of all the rise that that I've had, That's... this is probably my favorite because it doesn't. You know, a lot of them rise just burn yeah. me. And, uh, Almost medicinal. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. uh, that one is, is smoother. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna rate that a mixer. A mixer. I don't think it's it, I don't think it's as good as the Coopers. No. Uh, I, I like to keep a bottle of it on hand, but I'm gonna give it a two out of four. So I'm gonna say that's a mixer. And in the for the rye, as a as part of the rye port family of bourbons. I think it's on the rocks for me, a three for, for a rye, but okay. but clearly I'm going to always probably go to a weeded bourbon as my personal same, preference, same, same. but you know, that's what's, that's what's great about bourbon is it's all wide variety. Wide I mean, variety. You, could, you could go $60 and, and hate it. And go thirty dollars and love it, and that's what's great about the individual taste. Yeah, you mentioned to me before the show that the Coopers, you were really looking forward to, to trying that, and I see why now. Uh, that for for the price, that was very yeah, good. Yeah, ABC. I mean, he told me he was like, "That's that's a that's a high quality." This, this is the one that I've been wanting to get my hands on to try. Yeah. Uh, this chicken cock, uh, and of course, being the college football preview show and. Right down the road from us, the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. We, we kind of chose to include this one in the show for them. Yep. Um, but like I said, I, I've been wanting to try this one anyway. Uh, this is aged in, in barrels that are made in West Virginia, actually. Uh, it's $60 a bottle of bourbon. It's also 90 proof. And uh, it's barreled in Bardstown, Kentucky. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's, where is it distilled? Is it? Is that? Uh, in researching it, they're kind of cryptic with, with some of the information they give. Uh, I had to dig because th this brand actually started in the 1800s and kind of went out of business. It was bought by another, I think it was bought by a Canadian group and they relaunched it and then it went out again. So it's been handed over like three times. Actually right there it says established 1856. 18. Uh, so it's got a long history. I didn't really see what where the name originated from uh, well, because it is a, it is man. a unique name. Like, but let's like let's dive it. in. It looks good. It's a and this one. This is also supposed to be like a, a sweet, like a butterscotch type. It's a little of, light, little light for my. Liking on a, right. an aged, you know, a $60 bottle, I expect a little bit more color. Right. But like, like it's been in the barrel. It's been a little bit longer yeah, in the barrel. Yeah, I would like it to be in the barrel a little longer. Ooh, I like that. That's got a very unique, distinct taste. Ooh, that is good. Um... I'm not sure which one on today's show that I would prefer, the Coopers or the Chicken Cock. That's almost had, that almost has a rye flavor to it. A little it. bit. I, I, when I smelt it, I, I was like, I was trying to think back, is this a rye? But it's not. It's just a, it's just a straight Kentucky um, bourbon. I might have to do a little more research and see what the, the mash is on that. But uh, Ooh, That was good. That, that is good. Rate that shit, man. First, let me finish that shit. <laughs> oh, it's 
Then let's talk about that I, shit. I'm I'm gonna go neat with that one too. Yeah, I'm gonna go neat with that for sure. That 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 was really unique. It had like a caramel mm-hmm. flavor yeah. to like it. Like I said, butterscotch yeah. type of, of, of uh so yeah. if you like sweet, we definitely had two sweet that we both rated neat uh, on the show today. I thought the selection today, all three of them are, are good bourbons. Uh, we were a little bit lower on the you were higher on it than I was. You gave it a three. Yeah. I gave it a two. I mean, I, I kind of do with the rye. You know, we're we're both not right. We don't love rye, but you know, I'm trying to get better. With, exactly. With exactly. Appreciating a rye. Yeah. So we had two neats, and like Dustin said, for thirty dollars, you know, is, that's that's a Buffalo Trace to me. You know, yeah. where uh, you get, I like it better than BT, uh, but you, uh, need you know, to, it's a great value. Hundred proof. Yeah, hundred proof. You need to go out and buy this one. If I if I were to rate all three of these together, I would buy this Cooper's first. First overall. And then the I mean, I'm I'm you know, if, if money's tight, exactly. money's tight, you know, times are tough, gas is up. Yep. You know, buy you a Cooper's. That was that was high quality. It was. That was very good. Good good choice. Good choice. Good record. we have to go back to the ABC store and let him know. Oh yeah. Uh, but I think that wraps up episode two. That's it, man. It another, good. another another good Good aren't discussion. You, aren't you glad college football is back? Oh, this I, launches it for me. Oh, yeah. You know, talking yeah. about it for yes. sure. And I know more. I feel like I know more about the country, you know, and exactly. doing the yeah. show, doing some more research than I ordinarily would because yeah, I'm an SEC guy. Exactly. And, so I don't know a lot about the Big 12 or the Pac 12. So I was able to, to learn a little bit more about those by doing the research. Um, so what we're going to do next week is obviously we're going to come in hot to begin, like we always do. And then next week's going to be our fantasy football preview show because a lot of the drafts are going on right now, and, and fantasy football is right around the corner. The NFL will be kicking off in about a month. So, And we've been in fantasy football. I mean, this guy, Kobe, started a fantasy football 1991. league. 1991. We were, we were doing <laughs> fantasy football through the newspapers. That's right, before the Internet. We'll talk about that next week, but that's going to be a good show. That's gonna we we've got a lot of experience in fantasy football. Yeah, so so join us next week, and obviously we'll we'll end the show with with another episode of Rate That Shit, where we have three new bourbons that we're gonna try. And uh, where can they check us out, Dustin? Hey man, I, I I really hope you like the show. You know we enjoy getting together. I mean we do this anyway, so why you know we thought why not just get together and film it. And we'll uh, record it, and we hope you guys like it. We really appreciate the the fans, you know, coming in and telling us things already this early in the game. So, you know, we we appreciate the feedback. We need feedback, and we have all the socials. So follow, like, and share us on everything. We have an Instagram, we have a YouTube, we have a TikTok, all at Bourbon Buzz and Ball, and of course. Feel free to email us. We want to know, hey, if you really didn't like our review on college football, why you didn't like it. If you thought he was a little too edgy. <laughs> he's not edgy. He's not edgy. I'm the one that thinks West Coast football is garbage. But <laughs> please email us at bourbonbuzzandballandpr at gmail.com. That's it, man. Yeah, that's it. Until, until next week, cheers. Cheers.